being aggressive with yourself. That's mm -hmm. not what yoga is about. Right. You know, sometimes we'd have clients just lie on the mat the whole time because that's what they needed right then. But they needed to be in community while they were, while they were lying on the mat mm -hmm. instead of nurturing themselves. And they would come to Radiance to do that. Welcome to the Healthy GSO Podcast, the number one show for active people in Greensboro and the triad who want to stay fit, healthy, strong, and balanced without pain meds, injections, or surgery. Brought to you by LeBauer Physical Therapy and Wellness Center. We're your hosts, Aaron and Andre LeBauer. Thanks for spending time with us today. Hello, and welcome back to the Healthy GSO Podcast. Uh, this is your host, Dr. Aaron LeBauer, and today my guest is Kishi Wyatt. Kishi is a is the owner of Radiance Yoga here in Greensboro, North Carolina. She's also a yoga teacher and um, does meditation and helps people like live healthy and strong. And so, of course, I have to have her on the show. She's uh, lives across around the corner from us, and I pass her house every day on my way to work. And they do some amazing work with their um, yoga students and sharing information on Facebook. And so, I wanted to have her on the show. So, Kishi, thanks so much for being here. I appreciate you so much. Thank you, Aaron, so much for having me. My pleasure. Yeah, well, I think I first met you taking your yoga class like 12 years ago or 15 years ago when we moved to town. Um, so thank you for that. <laughs> Absolutely. And I remember taking your yoga class. <laughs> That's right. You and so, I played music in our music classes, and I remember you gave me your playlist. It was really cool. <laughs> awesome. That's so great. So um, I want to uh, ask you some questions today, find out a little bit about like, who you are, what you do, because I think, um, you know, here in Greensboro, we have a lot of amazing things and I just wanna make sure everyone's connected and people know what's going on. So can you share a little bit about, you know, how'd you, how'd you start Radiance and like, who, who do you, um, like, and why did you, like, why'd you get into, you know, starting a yoga studio? Let's just go there. Yeah, now that we're in COVID, I kind of right. wonder the same thing sometimes. <laughs> but right. this is good because I'll remember all the wonderful reasons that I did start a yoga studio. Mm -hmm. um, when I was actually 16, I started a formal meditation program. And um, it really helped me kind of start tuning in and find finding my deeper meaning, my higher purpose, my higher self. And what I didn't realize is that, of course, meditation is one of the doorways or one of the limbs of yoga. Mm -hmm. And so I had that with me throughout my life. Um, and I did yoga some in college and I loved it, but I never knew that the yoga and the meditation were really the same thing because, you know, the yoga wasn't as um, prevalent then as it is now. And then I went on to be, um, I had a corporate job and then I became a stay-at-home mom. And I was like, man, what am I going to do with my life? <laughs> And I remembered um, when, actually, when I was pregnant with my first child, I started taking yoga on a very regular basis. And I just remember this peace that was, I had never felt this amount of peace before. Mm -hmm. And it was actually when I had my corporate job. And I knew there was something really magical there. And I thought, I'm going to do that one day. And then actually, I um, applied to do the um, teacher training with Asheville Yoga in 2002 and then I found out I was pregnant with my second child oh wow so I was like mm, don't think I'm gonna do yoga training while I'm pregnant <laughs> and so then I ended up not actually um, doing yoga training until after being a stay-at-home mom with my third child mm -hmm. and then in 2010 I actually just went right here locally with the wonderful Terry Brown at triad yoga training is in alignment based yoga and um just 
It's perfect. As everything always does, it worked out perfectly. I found my yoga home. And from there, um, just started teaching full time. I teach meditation. And um, what happened with the actual opening of the studio was in 2014, the end of 2014, I just, you know, when you just have that calling in your heart, mm-hmm. I had a calling in my heart that I was supposed to create a different yoga community, that Greensboro had space for something that um, was really in line with my values. and. One thing that I love is music with, with my yoga practices. I love the idea that everyone leads with love and that when you walk into a space, it's a sanctuary. And um, one of our rules that we made is this is a judgment-free zone. This is a negativity-free zone. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted Greensboro to have a sanctuary like that. And that being said, there are some other amazing yoga studios, but I just knew in my heart that there was a place for radiance. That's awesome. Well, there's not enough yoga. I mean, there's plenty of hamburger places in Greensboro, but there's not enough <laughs> yoga, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> What's your favorite one? <laughs> um, well, it's really hard to beat five guys. I mean, you know, it is an expensive burger and it is fast food, but you gotta like go big. And so I like hops and uh, warfare, burger warfare and all that. yoga like I did yoga this morning I mean it's amazing it's like my body tells me when I need yoga oh that's wonderful what does your body say how do you know what's the language it uh it feel it's it doesn't like use words it's like this feeling that it's like stiff and tight and a little sore and I'm like in but in in ways I'm like oh I need yoga like I'm like oh I need doing enough kettlebells or weightlifting or biking or cycling I need I need some yoga oh and it's just you know, it's like if I have a lot of energy, that's when I need to go do something really um, hard and vigorous for a long time. But when it's sore and stiff, I need to go do yoga. My yoga is not just relaxing, stretching yoga. And it's so not. What, what do you do? Do you have to have? You have to have the power yoga. Yeah, I start. I mean, this morning I just did like I did three sun A's and three sun B's with some uh, with some mobility, and um, I do. I need more uh, back bends, hip extensions, so like bridge and uh, like tabletop. And, I'll do some okay. twists and then maybe I'll finish it with some kettlebell swings just to get. Oh, yeah. yay! Yeah. And, so and, and you do kettlebell and, swings. And then I do shavasana and meditate. And so, <laughs> you know, but, you know, for me, I can tell you this, and, and maybe you've had this experience. Meditation comes easier after exercise and after yoga. Would, would you say that that's kind of the case for you too? Well, I can't say that's the case for me. I actually started with meditation. Mm-hmm. So, and then I, in the morning, as soon as I wake up, I pop right up in my bed and that's when I have my meditation. Oh, yeah. However, um, leading meditation um, workshops and programs at Radiance, we have definitely found that to be true for a lot of our students. Mm-hmm. They, their mind cannot rest until the physical energy has kind of worked its way out. Right. And I think that's similar. Andra is like, oh, I'm just going to meditate. I'm like... I got to go like get the energy out so I can sit yeah. and, and be still. But look at how beautiful that you know that about yourself, mm-hmm. you know, because some people will sit to meditate and they'll say, Oh, it's not for me. It's not right. for me, but they don't understand that there are some other steps they need to take first. Mm-hmm. Whenever someone tells me that meditation is not for them, like my heart almost breaks <laughs> because it is, it's for everyone. And it's one of the most fantastic gifts that we can give ourselves. Mm, that's awesome. What's the number one misconception people have about meditation? They think that they have to, that they have to stop thinking. Mm. 
Well, my mind doesn't stop thinking. Well, of course your mind doesn't stop thinking. <laughs> Anyone who says their mind stops thinking, mm, they must be passed out. <laughs> right. So, so what is meditation? Um, for me. <laughs> yeah. your, what's your definition? Like, how would you explain it to someone listening who's like, I would never, I could never meditate. Like, like, or I don't even know what meditation is, or isn't that like voodoo, or is that prayer, or is that some other religion? Like, what's, like, what's your basic definition of meditation? Well, for me, meditation is simply just being quietly with myself. Mm-hmm. That's not going to work for everyone, though. Some people need something very specific to focus on. You know, meditation can be focusing on your breath. You know, now the mindfulness um the mindfulness movement would say meditation is being with what is without judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so what I read a quote that there is, are as many kinds of meditation as there are stars in the sky. Wow. I know. Right. So, you know, it's just like saying, what is life? What is yeah. meditation? I don't know. Try it and find out. It's going to be different for everyone. Yeah. That's awesome. I, I found when I was in college is when I was introduced to meditation. It was like, it was, uh, it was very rigid. I can't remember which style it was. It was very rigid. Count your breath in and out. And if you miss it, you're done. And it's almost like the game's over. And it was just like, uh, like I was like, oh, I just had this bad flavor of it because it was way too hard because it was uncomfortable. And like, I kept thinking about other things. And like, for some reason that was wrong. You know, and it was just like, it took me a long time to come back to it. Oh, I'm so glad you were able to come back. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, have you heard that experience with some people? I mean, I yeah. 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 So how should someone who's maybe tried meditation and didn't have success with it, like what would be like their next step? Well, it sounds like they should do what you do and swing some kettlebells first. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's really hard. I, I don't think there's a blanket statement. I wish that I could say there's a one mm-hmm. size fits all solution for that. Um, I have worked with a lot of people that have anxiety and just other things where it's just so challenging for them to settle down. So for those people, I actually make the yoga their meditation mm-hmm. where they can start to, when they can find the mind, the body and the breath. I mean, that is meditation. Right. You're focusing on one thing. And, um, and of course, it's so great that the research is starting to show that those contemplative physical practices are just as valuable as seated formal meditation. Mm-hmm. So just as I said, as there are many, many stars in the sky, that's how many different kinds of meditation there are. Right. So someone has to have an open mind and I think find someone that they really respect that they can turn to, be it a, an author of a book, right? There, I've learned so much from just reading books or going to Insight Timer and finding mm-hmm. the voice that, that resonates with them. Yeah, that's awesome. Come to Radiance Yoga. (laughs) Right, right. Well, so it's interesting that you say that like yoga is meditation because it is like I used to think even riding my bike, I was like, well, I'm on this thing for two hours. All I'm doing is breathing hard. And I'm just like in my body completely. And there's movement meditation, walking meditations, et cetera. I mean, yeah. It is also valid. You know, and just like some people say, well, meditation's not for me. They'll also say, well, yoga is not for me. Mm-hmm. And my response is always, you just haven't found the right yoga yet. Right. You know, yeah, you just have to find the right kind. There's so many different kinds. Right. You know, if you have excess energy you need to get out, then yes, you need something much, much faster. 
Mm-hmm. Um, although I will also say that sometimes when you feel like you need that faster, that that mindset also needs to have equal parts slowing down. So they actually do know what the slowing down feels like. Right. Because you could also at the same token, get someone who just has so much trouble having energy, like to just get out of just a seated position. So they'll be like, oh, I'll just do yin or I'll just yeah. do slow stretch. But for them, it's really good. You know, I have to do that with some of my clients. I'm like, come on, we got to get you moving some. They complain, but then sure enough, they feel better. Right, right. Well, it's almost like we gravitate to things that come easy to us. Exactly. Right? So a lot of times in my experience, it was, oh, I'm, I'm not flexible enough for yoga. Yes. <laughs> but you, that, so that means you really kind of probably need it. <laughs> right. I, yeah, I heard once about that one. I'm not flexible enough to do yoga. Is That's like saying I'm too dirty to take a shower. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. I love that one. <laughs> What are, um, what are some of the, let me say, let me ask this. Like if someone's looking at adding even just some yoga, like what would you say would be the number one? Um, Cause I'm going to, I don't know how exactly how to f- frame this in the best way, but you know, a lot of times it's like yoga isn't easy, <laughs> no. you know, and it's really uncomfortable. I know. <laughs> and you're like, oh, like people are like, no, I, I, don't, I don't want that because it's just... so what's the mindset that like you, you would think like someone who sh- like who's a beginner at yoga, or never tried yoga. Like what should they come into yoga like with expect like what expectations should they have if they try yoga? Well, first, let's back up and say let's please end up in the right class. Mm-hmm. You know, when brand new yogis and especially you'll get athletic yogis who are, you know, they're athletic in their particular sport. I'm going to go to a power yoga class. Uh-oh. <laughs> you know, they all of a sudden they discover these limits in their range of motion. And, um, you know, downward facing dog is so excruciating. And the teachers, they're saying, come to rest in downward facing mm-hmm. dog. <laughs> Right? It's like, what language are they speaking? Um, it's like someone telling me to rest by swinging kettlebells. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so number one thing is end up in the right class and don't be shy to start off at a very low level and allow yourself to be a little bit bored. Right, right. And to be curious about it. Yeah. You know, there's, and um, yeah, and, and also just, be so kind to yourself. That's the number one thing I would tell new people when they came in is I would say, be so kind to yourself as you're here. Don't even question if you're doing it right or doing it wrong. You're here. You're doing right. it right. You made right. it. Right. I was just gonna say, is there a right way to do yoga? No. Well, <laughs> no. <laughs> you know. Hurting yourself, if you're being mean to yourself, I would say that's not right. Okay. Being aggressive with yourself. That's mm-hmm. not what yoga is about. Right. You know, right. sometimes we'd have clients just lie on the mat the whole time because that's what they needed right then. But they needed to be in community while they were, while they were lying on the mat mm-hmm. instead of nurturing themselves. And they would come to Radiance to do that. Yeah. The hardest yoga classes I've ever taken were the um, like intro fundamentals beginning classes because you're holding these poses for a long time when the teacher explained them. Like, whoa, yeah. <laughs> this is nuts. We've been here for a minute. <laughs> You know, where it's like a power class, you move right through some of these poses and you really, sometimes you skip the, you skip the pose. Skip the juiciness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
I really think they all have a place. Sometimes I love just to get on my mat and just motor through things. It feels so good and fluid and like you're in the flow with life. And then other times I just need to slow it mm -hmm. down and pay attention. You know, where's my foot going right now? How, or even the transitions, watching how I lift my foot to move from standing forward fold to warrior one. You know, like, how is this happening? Yeah. And in that, you find a beautiful meditation. That's awesome. What do you do on a regular basis to stay fit and healthy? I'm assuming it includes some meditation and yoga. Do you have like a routine or a, like a regular schedule of activities or, you know, yoga, et cetera, that you do? Um, yeah, so I do, I do, I meditate and do yoga every day pretty much. Mm -hmm. um, and then I also, so I have this hypermobile back mm -hmm. <laughs> and hypermobile shoulders. So I counterbalance that with a little bit of strength training. And so that's my thing where I like have to make myself do it. When um, when studios are open, I actually used to go to Pure Bar, and that was easy because they they took care of all of that for me. <laughs> mm -hmm. But now I I do it on my own. I've been pretty good at just figuring it out, and you know, doing a few weights, nothing overly intense, but just yeah. enough to feel like I'm keeping that stability in my spine. I had um, glute amnesia. <laughs> yeah. You know all about that, right? Right, right. Yeah, so a lot of yogis have that. Right. So, well, you know, I've heard cues from people saying, well, like, don't use your glutes and different things. And, you know, as a physical therapist, I got my own opinion. But, you know, I, I hear these these cues sometimes. And it's like people are like, oh, well, I shouldn't be. And, and I don't know if that necessarily has a, a case with this. But, you know, I think it does. They would tell us in our back bends to not um, engage mm -hmm. the glutes. I think you do engage the glutes, right. don't you? Oh, you're supposed to. <laughs> From my perspective, to do a back bend, you're extending your hips. You have to engage your glutes. Otherwise, you're using muscles. Like, it's like, why would I do, like, I don't know. Like, I, it might take me longer to explain it, but to do that, you have to use your glutes at some point, and then to turn them off, you're not protecting anything. You're just making it harder and using different muscles that aren't really the prime movers for that. Motion. I agree. And then also with reciprocal inhibition, wouldn't because every back bend you're opening up your your hip flexors, mm -hmm. right? So wouldn't yep. you want to squeeze your glutes yes. for that yes. opening? Yeah, that's what that's what I found for me and for my clients. But even like in like warrior two, now my mm -hmm. um I actually guide my clients to engage the glutes. Any of mm -hmm. the standing poses, let's see see how much engagement you can get, you know, because from the pushing down of the glutes, you push down into the feet and you get that nice grounding. Right, right. And what I know is uh, a lot of times um, when people are struggling with like back pain or hip pain, it's it's not a glute or back thing. It's the, how's the body moving together. And if we're selectively trying to turn something on or off, it's way too cerebral for our body to get. But encouraging people to engage and feel like I think I was in, for like, what does my body feel like when it needs yoga? It's you no know, words, but I can feel it. And I think that's one of the most powerful things that, that yoga has taught me is how to feel like what that's happening. So, yes, I love that. What, um, tell me like, what are some of the, uh, ways you've seen yoga impact other people's lives? Like, you know, can, do you have a couple stories you can share for, you know, cause you and I have our story, but I'd love it. Do you know, is there something else you've seen? Like, like, wow, I didn't realize that was going to happen, but you work with so many people teaching yoga. Um, I'd love to know if you have any other stories, how it's impacted yoga or meditation impacted other people you've worked with. Sure. Well, the number one things that I would hear like on a very regular basis 
is decrease in anxiety, mm -hmm. better sleep, less stress, less chronic pain. Yeah. That's what I heard on a very regular basis. And this is interesting. Actually, there's this new book out. I was just listening to the podcast on it and um, it's, it's called Burnt, I might get the title wrong, but Burnout, How to Stop the Stress Cycle in Your Body. Have you heard of it? Um, it sounds familiar, but I definitely haven't read it. <laughs> well, it's fascinating because it talks about the stress cycle, right? And mm -hmm. how um, your body actually, every time it gets triggered into the stress response, there's actually this whole cascade of actions that it has to go through mm -hmm. to complete the cycle. Right. Quite often what happens is, guess what? We get halfway through that cycle and then another stressor comes. So you're stressed right. again. Then another and another. And it all accumulates. And so according, and this is all scientific-based evidence, there are seven ways to reduce stress and to mm -hmm. like get out of that cycle of stress. Guess what the first three are? Yoga, exercise, and I don't know, watching a movie. <laughs> Almost there. <laughs> so the first three, the very first one, physical exercise. Yep. The second one, deep, mindful breathing. Mm -hmm. deep, mindful breathing. Right. Third one, positive social interaction. Oh yeah, yeah. So what does everyone get when they came when they would come to the yoga studio? They got the movement, they got the breath, they got the positive social interaction. Mm -hmm. Boom. Then another one is laughter. We'd laugh a right. lot. <laughs> you know, so it's like it's just so obvious that what people are doing on their mat is they are putting a break on that stress response. Mm -hmm. it's fascinating and you know and I always knew it but then when I heard it laid out in that succinct way I was like ah no wonder yeah oh that's awesome that's really yeah. great what was the name of that book again just in case anyone's curious you want me to look really fast and find Maybe. it for sure you to you later? yeah okay I did I did just send it to someone so it's on my phone okay. um I have to admit I only listen to the podcast <laughs> I've gotten so much out of podcasts and 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 uh book uh like um what are they called? Like not the academic books, but the books written by the same author for, you know, patients and, and, you know, patient, you know, patients. And it's like, Oh, wow. You know, I'm like, it's because it's the language that we all understand. It is. It's fantastic. Well, the name it's, um, oops, sorry. It's not coming up immediately. Okay. Sorry, but it was, it's with Brene Brown. Um, and it's Emily and Amelia Nagoski are the okay. names of the, um, the authors it's okay. two sisters it's really cool oh awesome if you have the link send it and i'll put it in the show notes really cool. <laughs> that sounds awesome um so over at radiant yoga you guys are teaching classes are you doing in-person classes or you guys launched an online portal or something right yes so um of course when covid hit and we had to shut not i shouldn't say we had to shut down <laughs> yeah. we actually chose to shut down because we were in the first studios to close um you know, one of the first things that hit me was, what are people going to do about all of this stress? Right. This pandemic has been so stressful. Sorry if you can hear my dog barking. Okay. She ferociously chases <laughs> all of the postal carriers. Um, so Susie and I immediately were like, oh my gosh, we've got to serve our community, but how do we do it? And so we launched into Zoom, just like everyone else. We, and then we also started a free YouTube channel. Um, all that went great. And then in June, we started, we did a 21-day meditation program, which was huge because when we did that, that's when um, there was the 
brutal murder of George Floyd, all the Black Lives Matter stuff came up and we just all had each other as a community during that. So that was fantastic. It was just such a powerful time to be held in community. Right. And um, now that it seems that COVID is going to be here for a while and you know everyone keeps saying, when are we gonna get back to normal? I think that that isn't necessarily the right thinking you know, because if we go back to normal, it means that we didn't change. Right. And as um, who said, I don't know, someone, a great teacher, I heard them say, don't waste a good crisis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we better learn and change. I have to admit, I'm a little bit tired of the word pivot, but heck yeah, you got to pivot. I'm a little tired of the word, word resilient, but heck yeah, you've got to be resilient. And so Susie and I um, started an on-demand channel. Mm where we have been, um, our classes that we do on Zoom, we are simultaneously um, filming them with a good quality camera. And then we found a great platform to host these so the videos are really easy to navigate. And we just feel like it's a really safe way to offer yoga right now. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Uh, how, how do we find out about that? Do we just go to your website or is it somewhere specific? You can write to radiancyogagreensboro.com and we have, when you go on there, it shows our, our, you can join us via Zoom or you can go right onto On Demand. You know, another reason we felt the need to launch the On Demand is what we were finding is everybody's schedules are so wacky right now. Mm -hmm. And what used to be a prime time for everyone to do yoga, you know, 9.30 a.m. or 5.30 p.m., well, our lives have been turned upside right. down. You know, a lot of us are, um, Susie and I included, are homeschooling our children now. And 9.30 is not a great time any longer. Nope. <laughs> oh, so people need the freedom to be able to do things on their own. Mm -hmm. That's so awesome. That's a great resource. So um, I'm it super is. stoked for it. Thank you. I'm excited. We have so many different kinds of classes on there too. So there's something for everyone. So I'm, ex yeah, I'm very excited about it and it's been really well received. So thank you everyone awesome. in Greensboro who has supported us. Absolutely. So you must say like, you got like beginner classes, some yin, some vinyasa and some other alignment based probably. What, what else is on there? So basically we took it in, um, if you were to like to take it stair steps from easiest up to most challenging, mm -hmm. it starts with um, slow stretch which you can just pretty much lie around on the floor and breathe <laughs> and stretch. It's very meditative, right? right? So it's great because you can check all the boxes when you do a class like that. Um, the next one is we, we um, call them flexibility classes, which is basically like yoga one, yoga two, yoga three, but no flow. So we call those flexibility and those are great for beginners as well. And then we have um, the flow classes and they're divided into slow flow, mid flow, power flow. That's awesome. And I'm sure if you want it like hot, you just turn on the heaters in your house and you know. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. But like today, hey, who knows? Yeah, <laughs> we might just, keep getting great weather and uh, greets or you just go outside. <laughs> right, and just do it outside. I love doing yoga outside. And, Me um, too. Oh, looking awesome. up at the sky. It's like it reminds you to keep your, your mind as open as the sky. It's yeah. just such a beautiful uh, metaphor. Yeah, that's so great. Here. Um, well, Kishi, is there anything else uh, that maybe I forgot to ask that you think might be important? Hmm. Do you think there is? <laughs> oh, no, I think we hit it all. Um, you know, I think like the, the main goal is just make sure that uh, people are just kind of aware of everything. Is there anything, do you have any like, like hidden resources or, or like hikes that you like to do like a, like a, a quiet, like meditative hike or a place where you like to go like out in 
out and about we can share with people that well, this is kind of weird, but I love to get on my bike and ride the parking decks at UNCG. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's just one of my things. You don't have to drive anywhere for it. It's right in our neighborhood. Have you done that? Yeah, oh, I've done it all the time. <laughs> Isn't it fun? Yeah. It's really fun. And on a hot day, you go under that coolness of the parking lot. It's so mm-hmm. nice. And then you get the little reward of coming to the top. And the yeah. sky is nice and big up there. Yeah. And UNCG is such a beautiful, beautiful campus. Right. That's just one of my simple, easy things that we'll do sometimes as a family or I'll go by myself. That's awesome. I I like the parking decks downtown. Like I think it's the McGee Street one. It's got like just the circles, loops all the way down. And you can get a lot of speed going down too. Safe now? (laughs) Uh, Well, (laughs) you know, um, use your brakes, wear a helmet. (laughs) There is one thing I I actually can't believe I didn't um, remember Mm -hmm. to mention is that I have an amazing business partner, Susie Beacon. And she and I started Radiance together. And when we started Radiance, we kind of made this pact. Well, first of all, we back up. Everyone was everyone said, be careful about going into business with someone. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I'll be careful. And then Susie and I just had such a sisterhood bond. And so we just had this really important talk and we decided that our relationship and our friendship would come before the business, yeah. which would ensure that we were leading with love. And then we even took it a step further and we kind of broke down what in our life was going to be mo- not most important, but just, you know, how you couldn't let business get in the way of family or other things. And so we kind of just broke it down. We said, first, it's God. Second, it's our families. Third, it's our relationship. And then from there, from that full cup, we will be able to serve radiance. And it just worked out so beautifully and it made radiance never really feel like a business. And so I feel so grateful that I had Susie as my, my soul sister. Yeah, that's so awesome. <clears throat> that's, that's beautiful. Shout out to Susie. <laughs> and we'll, we'll have to get her on the show um, at some point and uh, get her perspective on all this too. Um, Kishi, if someone wants to connect with you guys on social media, um, are you guys on Instagram, Facebook? Is there a good place to go? Absolutely. Radiance Yoga Greensboro. You can find me under Kishi Wyatt. You can call find Susie under Susie Coolidge Beekman. And of course, we're linked um, if you go to Radiance Yoga. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here today. I appreciate all the insights you've shared. And it's great getting to catch up with you and, and chat with you for more than five minutes here and there. So... You too, Aaron. Thank you. I really you. appreciate it. Have Thanks so much for joining us today on the Healthy GSO podcast. Um, get out there, move, do some yoga, meditate, just breathe, and you'll get most of it. And we'll see you on the next show. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen to the show. If you want more free resources and tips, go to healthygso.com. We'll see you next time on the Healthy GSO podcast.